Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day as always. And thank you again for a lot of the emails I've been getting. A lot of people have been sending me letters, writing comments, stuff, a lot of it being positive lately about the different topics we've seen, including just a lot of the help that we're trying to give everybody from health, nutrition, exercise. We try to do the best we can here at Health Masters. We can never make everybody happy, but we sure try pretty hard. So again, thank you for the positive support, and thank you for forwarding these shows. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and get those out that way, or you can just go on the website. We have all the articles, majority of them, almost all the articles that we talk about on the show listed on the website as well, so feel free to research those, look them up, do more research on your own, because I, I encourage everybody, you don't have to listen to me, don't listen to Dad, it's a free country, don't, nobody's forced to listen to anybody in most cases, well, that we, we used to have that, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, do your own research, if you're questionable about something, look it up yourself, if you want to look into more something, I encourage people to look it up, including the RNA-based vaccines that have never been approved by the FDA before until now, with the fact this rollout of a DNA-changing vaccine in history via this COVID-19. So please, research it, talk about it, get the information out there. And other than that, how are you doing this morning, Deb? You know, Austin, I'm doing wonderful. I mean, yesterday I was talking to you, and we were I was actually in the gym with you working out, and we were bragging about all the listeners who listen to the show every day who get their vitamins from us and who get their toothpaste from us and and all the other things they do to support health masters so many of you you know you you add a five dollars or ten dollars or some of you hundred dollars on your order sometimes in order to help pay for the show and i want to thank you for that i mean i mean that from the bottom of my heart i really do and, and for those of you who are in financial situations where you just can't afford or don't have a credit card or whatever the deal is and you can't afford to get stuff from us or whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter. I want you to know, if you listen to the show, I still pray for you. I still pray that God blesses you, that he keeps you, and he allows his face to shine upon you. I pray that for all of our listeners, because I want to be the guy that basically supports you guys, and I want to thank you for the support you give us back and the reciprocity. Because, guys, that's a spiritual law. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whatever, for whosoever believeth in him, God gave his Son that you have to believe in him. See, it's a reciprocal thing in the Bible. It's a reciprocal thing in Christianity. Love one another. I love you. You love me. We love one another. That's why it says they'll know that we're his disciples, because we love one another. And that's the thing that you do when you support us. You show your love. You say, well, you know, I show my love other ways. I pray for you guys, and I thank you for that. It means the world to me. And thank you for anything you do to help support the show. Because, guys... If we don't support each other right now, especially when we see the time approaching as we do right now, it's not going to go well for anybody. We've got to maintain synergy because with the synergy, we can maintain a presence. With the presence, we can push back against the algorithms that they're putting out on the Internet. I'm being honest with you now, really strict with you guys. They're, they're being – we're being everybody. I don't care what all show it is. They're doing algorithms constantly. They're pushing on the edges, trying to find out where the soft spots are. And if we maintain a unified front, if we all support each other, what ends up happening is they realize time's not right yet. This is one of the reasons they're doing the masks. This is one of the reasons now they're saying that you're psychotic or you've got narcissism or something's wrong with you. They're trying to put a label on you if you don't want to wear a mask, even in your own home, even in your car. 
They're saying you're a psychopathic, psychopathic narcissist. Why do they do that? Well, because they want to dehumanize you. If they put a label on you, like he's a weirdo, or he's a gook, or he's a kraut, or he's a whatever, you know, pick a bad name. You know, then what that does, it dehumanizes you. Instead of saying you're a human being who has rights, God-given rights, they name you something else, and they start saying you have a mental illness that you need to be basically put away. I mean, a psychopathic narcissist probably needs to be locked up and put away. So if they're telling everybody that if you refuse to wear a mask, that you're mentally ill and you've got some health, some mental issues, well, that kind of makes you uh, stick out, doesn't it? Well, this is the narrative they're doing now. You know, now Nancy Pelosi, in a brilliant course of events, I mean, it's brilliant. That's low life, but it's brilliant. She's now calling it the Trump virus. You know, that's that's really a good marketing tool. So every time you hear the virus, you associate it with Trump. You know, personally, I believe that Donald Trump's going to win the election. I believe that this is all smoke and mirrors. This is all theater and fodder. I've been really watching it and reviewing it and looking at it. I believe he's going to win another term. Why is that? Well, because of our dual citizens that we have in Congress, or 60 or 70 or so from another country that he's heavily supported, and, and because he's got the backing of the Rothschild banking cartel because they're the ones who bought him out of bankruptcy. See, what they're doing is maintaining friction. I was talking to Savannah this morning, and, and, and Sharon was talking about Tucker Carlson, and Savannah was talking about Tucker Carlson on Fox. And I said, I said, he's the friction they provide for us. He's the other narrative that allows the yin to be the yang. This is how they look at things. This is how they look at all of it. This is a, They use communism and they use socialism together to bring about the Hegelian dialectic, the generalized outcome they want, and they want a new world order. And so they got to have somebody saying something positive like Tucker Carlson with all the negative Nancy Pelosi's running around. Otherwise, they can't move the earth in the direction they want. See, in other words, if they want to make the voting age or the drinking age 18 years age, uh, eighteen years old again, all they've got to do is say, we want to make the voting age 12. And they start protesting all over the world and all over the United States. And we want to let people vote who are 12 years old. 12 years old is the new voting age. And we all go, this is crazy. They're not going to do that. Now we're doing, now we're dealing with a Galian dialectic, problem, action, solution. The problem is we want to move the voting age to 18. So what do we do? We want to make it, we, we start a big campaign to push it down to 12. Well, then finally they come back in. Here's the solution. We'll make it 18. That's what they do all the time. Pick whatever you want. That's how they got the Patriot Act pushed. That's how they do everything. We, we need to do draconian lockdown measures on the population of the United States. We need to pass this Patriot Act. We'll never get through. Well, let's do this. Let's provide a precipitating incident. Let's bomb the trade towers. Oh, we've got a, we've got a problem with terrorism. Oh, what's the action? Solution. Patriot Act. That's what they do over and over and over and over again. This is how they move the narrative. And this is what they're going to do until we say, stop it. And what we need to do is the other narrative. We need to say, we need to be walking and talking and loving Jesus Christ all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, 365 days a year. You need to be in prayer. Everybody. And they go, that's too much, too much, too much. Well, let's just do it 300 days a year. Well, that's the exact opposite of what I'm talking about as far as, you know, the negative part of it. But you could use the Galian dialect to go either direction. And I tell the kids all the time, you know, the Bible says pray constantly. Now, does that mean you're supposed to be sitting in the corner praying all the time, not doing anything? No. It means you're supposed to be communing with God on an ongoing basis and realize that he's with you constantly through the Holy Spirit. And that way, you're always asking him to lead and direct your guide and guide you and to be led by the Holy Spirit. I told you the other day, I got, I got 
had a producer that was kind of rude and I just kind of ignored it because I had an overlying goal of what I wanted to do as far as the show that I was doing. I was a guest on a different show. See, this is the thing that we have to do as Christians. We need to continue to push our directive, our relationship with God, the good. Think on the good things the Bible tells you to do and dwell on those things. Now, let me give you a little bit of advice, too. This is really, really important. The people that had we had a grisly murder here in Florida. We talked about it earlier this week, this weekend. And Grady Judd, our esteemed sheriff that we all love here in Polk County, and I'm being very sincere when I say that. I mean, I love the guy who goes to church with us. He basically put out a $5,000 reward and got deluged with tips. And finally, they found the guy who basically now they found the, the, the weapons and the, all. They, they, they found the guy who killed these, 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 these three people. And this guy has like, he's charged with hundreds of felonies, 15 convicted felonies. I don't even know why he's on the street. And he's just a bad person. And apparently this guy shot these other kids, other men, because of a truck motor. Apparently they were dealing in stolen goods. I'm just going to give you my project, my, my perspective here. I'm, I'm adding some speculation in here as far as the truck motor. Where would the convicted felon get a motor? That's my question. And now this other guy got the motor from the convicted felon. Now the convicted felon said he stole the motor, didn't pay for it. So he decides to kill them all. Okay? Let me share something with you if you're listening for the first time or if you're wondering why I'm bringing this particular topic up. Be very careful who you associate with. Now, I mean that very sincerely. There are people out there that are bad people, that are career criminals, that are liars and thieves and murderers, and will shoot you, rob you, stab you as to look at you. If you're riding motorcycles, be careful who you ride motorcycles with. You may not know the other people if you meet them up on the road and they're riding around with you, and they may be basically casing you to find out where you park your bike if it's locked up at night, and they can come in and they can steal your motorcycle when you're not there. That happened to Austin, by the way, years ago. And see, this is what we have to realize is not everybody's a good person. If you see somebody doing something they shouldn't ought to do, give them a wide berth. Walk away from it. Now, if they're committing a felony or they're hurting somebody, if you feel as though you need to intervene and you're armed properly or you have the ability to do so, that's your choice. Do what you think you need to do. But the reality is this. In the vast majority of the time, you don't need to be hanging out with low life. You don't need to be talking to low life. You don't need to be associating with low life. Why? Because these people end up dragging you into a ditch. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. And I see so many good kids, they start hanging out with low life, and also the good kid starts acting like a low life. And pretty soon the good kid becomes the low life. Sometimes they become the ringleader. And pretty soon if that kid doesn't have an epiphany and stop acting like that, they go sideways like this kid with hundreds of felony indictments. And all of a sudden now he's a mass murderer. And the problem is, what happens if you didn't know he was a mass murderer? What happens if you got involved with him? What if you thought I'm bigger and badder and I'm tougher than this guy and I can handle this? And all of a sudden you get shot in the face seven or eight times like happened with this guy. This is a problem, guys. Especially as we see the, the economy of the world start to contract as they shut down the economic world engine. Especially as people are trying to feed their families. And especially as people are getting very frustrated and angry. You've got to avoid certain groups of people, period. I'm, I'm being very honest with you right now. I can't be any more direct. Well, they're my friends. I've known them for 20 years. Okay, great. You send them a text every once in a while. 
you know, whatever. Talk to them about Jesus. Make your conversation with them be seasoned with salt. Make it about Christ. But don't be hanging out with them. Don't be going out to bars with them. Don't be going out to their house to have lunch. Don't be going out on the lake with them and basically going water skiing when you know they're a low life and that they do things on the side that are really, really bad. What happens if they get busted for drugs and you're with them and all of a sudden you get busted for drugs and you weren't even doing drugs. Now you get charged. Well, the charges get dropped, but you got to go through it all. Where do you draw the line as far as hanging out with people that are low life? you got to ask yourself that question. Be very, very careful. Now, I'm going to step one further notch. I want you to take a look at what's going on with Kanye West now. Normally, I don't cover this. It's because, to me, this is more tabloid stuff. But because he decided he wanted to be a Christian and he accepted Christ, which I believe now, he now is having problems with that unbelievable skank, Kim Kardashian, that he's married to. And now he's saying the marriage is over. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have been considering divorce for weeks prior to the rapper's meltdown amid fears for his mental health with him with Kardashian saying that basically he's bipolar. Well, let me share something about this. I don't believe for one second that Kanye West is bipolar. I believe that Kanye West has had a true epiphany to change for Christ. And I believe the Holy Spirit is continually convicting him, especially with that skank wife of his, and I think they're always in fights. I mean, she's got nude pictures posted all over the Internet. How's that feel for a Christian guy? Now her daughter's just a skanky. And she wanted to abort their six-year-old a few years ago that they had. Now he thanks God, and he's oh, that's coming back on him. Now why am I bringing up Kanye West? Here's why. Listen to me, friends, especially if you're young. I don't usually meddle like this, but i got to meddle for just a second. Don't marry outside of your faith. Don't do that. You know, Austin's got an incredible wife. She was the daughter of missionaries. The woman's absolutely wonderful. I've got a wonderful wife. She's absolutely wonderful. I'm blessed. You've got to marry inside of your faith. If you're Christian, don't marry a Buddhist. Don't marry a Hindu. Don't marry a heathen. Don't marry a, a Jewish person. Don't marry you know, anybody. Don't you know, have a Jehovah Witness. Don't do that. Stay within the Christianity. Stay within your own faith. There's all kinds of things you've got to deal with when you first get married. And having to have a person that you're married to that is diametrically opposed to your faith and value systems isn't something that's going to be a good start. It's just not a good start. Well, Christianity and Judaism and Muslims and all that stuff are all based out of Jerusalem, and they're all basically praying to the same God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, stop. Break. Okay? Let's not even go there. Okay? Because the Muslims, I don't think, and a lot of people don't think, they're praying to the great I am. Right? Now, some people say they are, some people are not. I'm not going to get into that argument with you guys today, and I'm sure I'm going to get letters and emails on all what I do, what I just said. Now, as far as the Jewish folks, they have not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They have rejected him as Messiah. So why do you want to get into that if you get married? And you can talk about the Hindus, you can talk about the Buddhists, you can talk about all of these new age, new religions that are running around. Guys, stay away from that. If you're going to marry, marry in the faith. Very, very, very important. Because look at this mess now that Kanye West is going through. He said, I'm worth, he said, he said, I'm worth $5 billion, whether that's true or not, I don't know. And he goes, I'm worth a lot more with Jesus. That's what he said. Now, here's the interesting thing about all of this stuff. At least he's talking about Jesus all the time. At least he's talking about Christ all the time. You know, see, this provides a problem for these guys. When people like Justin Bieber and Kanye West accept Christ. And let's, let's assume that both these conversions are real. They really have accepted Christ. 
when that happens, when they've made you a billionaire or worth hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever it is, you provide a problem for them. And here's why. Because you have a large footprint and you have a lot of people that you influence by your tweets and your Twitters and everything else. And when you're at your concert with Kanye West and you start talking about Jesus or the New World Order, you start talking about chemtrails, he's done all this, by the way, and you start talking about all of the world banks and all the stuff, you're awake and you start talking about this stuff, you present a problem because now all of a sudden it's not just some person talking about it. It's a person who's got notoriety, who's wealthy, and who's very influential. And that's why so many Hollywood stars, I'm going to go out on another limb here because it's the absolute truth, they suddenly are suicided when they start waking up and they start talking about what's happening in the Philippines with fertility drugs. I could give you the names of those guys. Or they end up basically start accepting Christ. Now they no longer get movie roles because they don't want to talk, they don't want them promoting Jesus Christ. They don't want to have Jesus Christ on the set. Remember what I told you the other day? According to one man who was killed a month after he said it, that, that Bourdain chef guy, I told you this on Tuesday, that the friends, the friend of that, that TV show Friends, that every break they had, they would hail Satan. Yeah. Because of all the perversion and all the stuff they were pushing through. This was over 20 years ago when the show was on. See, this is Hollywood. This is what the groups out there do. They have an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. And so don't allow your children to focus on those groups of people. Keep your children in a really good youth group in church. Keep them in a really good homeschool group if you homeschool them. Pray with them on a daily basis. Talk to your children. Find out who they're talking to. Find out who their friends are. Find out what they're doing. Give them curfews. Don't allow them to run around all hours of the night. Make sure you're a parent with them and tell them bad company corrupts good character. Now, I just felt I need to do this this morning because, you know, you think about it for a second. Kim Kardashian, I can't stand the woman, all right? The whole family's a bunch of weirdos with Bruce Jenner, the whole bit, all right? But here, here, here now she's got Kanye West dragged into this mess. You know, and all Kim Kardashian ever was. She never did anything. She's a reality TV star. That's how it all started with those clowns. You know, and so, you, you know, these people have been put in front of us as an example of what our, we're, supposed, we're supposed to live our lives. I mean, every time you turn around, they got a new picture of themselves posting it, you know, on, online. Everybody already knows what they look like. Don't let your girl start doing that. I had a discussion with my 17-year-old the other day. I said, look, I said, why are you constantly posting pictures of yourself online? I said, you're doing what they want you to do. That's this narcissism. Don't do that. Everybody already knows what you look like. Everybody already knows that you're beautiful. You don't have to do that. It's nonsense. See, this is the way they're trying to mold and shape the minds in this secularism. Now we're having more and more research coming out as far as the 5G in this influence with opening up cell membranes. And now they're saying that this, this digital tattoo they're going to put on you that's going to be pretty much the mark of the beast with this vaccine, that they have to activate it with an electronic frequency to open up the cell membranes to allow the cells to incorporate it into your DNA so it can be infused with your DNA so they can change you physically. Guys, this is not okay. None of this is okay. Like I said, if you're going to fall on the sword, this whole vaccine thing is the way to, is where to go with that. Be really, really, really careful on listening to the mainstream media about all of this stuff, guys. They're doing everything they possibly can with Hegelian dialectic. Remember, the new problem now is this disease, this coronavirus. The new problem now is that black lives need to matter, which they already did matter. The, so they're using all of these things at once. They're like shell-shocking you. This is Tavistock programming. They learned this from World War One. Overloads you with so much stuff that you become just overwhelmed by it, and you're able to push your narrative, 
your normalcy bias back and accept a new paradigm of belief. That's what they're trying to do right now. Now they're telling you that if you walk outside of New York or you're in Washington, D.C. without your mask on, it's a $1,000 fine. Same thing, they're doing big fines down in Key West for walking outside. In many cities now, they're telling you in California, you have to wear your mask inside. Unbelievable. Inside your own home, I should add. Where is this going to stop? Push, 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 push until they get to where they want to be. Austin, what do you think, bud? Well, one thing that I'm, I'm going to put it up on the website today, too, because there's a new uh, research study that just got released July 16th that's actually published on PubMed.gov. And the title of it is 5G Technology and Induction of Coronavirus in Skin Cells. Now, what's interesting about this is this is a topic that we've brought up for months, and I've told you guys this, and I've stood by this, and I found it very, very uh, beyond coincidental that as soon as this whole alleged COVID thing started in the United States, we saw 5G towers popping up everywhere. And, I mean, I, I got so many emails, I could barely even keep up with them, with people saying the exact same thing I did. And I saw it with my own two eyes here in rural central Florida, personally watching these towers pop up literally almost overnight. All of a sudden, you're driving, oh, there's another 5G tower. And you can look them up online if you want to see what they look like. It's not like a normal cell phone tower. It's got big, giant square boxes on it. They look like refrigerators. They're very big, by the way. They don't look that big when you're on the ground, the, the little antennas. But when you see them on the ground, which I have, they're very, very big. Because, you know, when they're up two, 300 feet up in the air, it's kind of like, okay, that doesn't look that big. When you see them on the ground, you're like, oh, my gosh. Anyways, so they've been popping up everywhere. Well, now this article, 5G Technology and Induction of Coronavirus in Skin Cells, published in the National Library of Medicine, is an international study that was shared that found that 5G technology is absorbed by the skin cells and can alter DNA in a way that actually produces coronavirus within human beings. This is crazy stuff, guys. This is straight up science fiction when you first read it, except it's been formally approved. I mean, this has multiple doctors backing this research study. And it says the study jointly produced by scientists from Golgolmo Marcono Research University and Central Michigan University, first Moscow State Medical University, claims that 5G millimeter waves stimulate DNA in a way that causes cell nuclei to produce coronaviruses. I go on to say, and I quote, the study says, in this research, we show that 5G millimeter waves can be absorbed by dermatologic cells acting like antennas, transferring to other cells and play the main role in producing coronavirus and biological cells. DNA is built from charged electrons and atoms and has an inductor-like structure. This structure can be divided into three different inductors. The inductors interact with external electromagnetic waves. The shape of these waves are similar to shapes of hexagonal and pentagonal bases of their DNA source. These waves produce some holes in liquid within the nuclei. To fill these holes, extra bases are produced. These bases join to each other and form virus-like structures such as coronavirus and the symptoms thereof. Guys, this is what's been going on. Remember we talked to you guys yesterday, or not yesterday, the beginning of the year, when I told you I said, it's ironic that Wuhan, remember all this stuff started in Wuhan, this virus that popped out of everywhere was 
a direct 5G smart city rollout that rolled out at the end of 2019. And all of a sudden, this basically virus started to come about. Now, I'm not saying that this is the only way this virus came, comes about. I'm not saying it didn't come from China. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is the researchers from Michigan and Moscow have come to a conclusion saying that 5G millimeter waves stimulate DNA in a way that causes cell nuclei to produce coronaviruses. That's what I'm saying that they are saying. That's deeply troubling to me, especially when we've seen all these 5G towers popping up everywhere. We've warned about this for years. We've tried to do everything we can. We don't have any by our house, thank goodness, so far. But they're coming. They're going to have them everywhere because they all have to be line-of-sight towers. You have to basically be on a tower and see the next tower, and then that tower see the next tower because 5G short. There's something going on with this whole thing. And now you have Bill Gates, which I don't even know why anybody even listens to this man or gives him a platform. Oh, I do. He's a globalist, Rothschild stooge. They've made sure he's a multi-billionaire to push his agenda on depopulating the country. But I don't remember last time we voted for Bill Gates to be in any role of authority in the United States. Yet he continues to interject his opinion and demand that people listen to him. He did basically an interview on Wednesday night with CBS News' Nora O'Donnell and basically came out and said that the, there's going to be because, because there was such a serious mistake made by the U.S. in handling COVID, yet he doesn't actually have any legitimate research backing anything to show what he's saying is proved. He's saying that now multiple doses of the coronavirus vaccine are going to be necessary and all schools need to be closed until fall 20. 21. This is not surprising to me, as this is another thing that we have also heard, is that many schools have been updating their wireless systems. Pretty much all the public school systems, I've heard this from two different sources now, all the schools since they've been closed have had significant maintenance done to them. Now, not all the time do I know if it's a 5G maintenance update, but the schools since they have been closed have had a significant amount of traffic. Even local schools that I've seen, Stanball Middle School, right down the road from the office, there was a significant amount of traffic there over the summer. Now, does that mean they're not there cleaning or they're not there fixing stuff? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But what I'm saying is we know that the 5G towers are popping up everywhere like cockroaches. We now know that the school systems are trying to basically bring this in because they want an entire digital curriculum. Most schools now, from I did not know this until like a year and a half ago, most schools don't even use a lot of textbooks anymore. Everything's online. A lot, especially higher end schools, they get an iPad and they download the books onto their iPad and they read an iPad all day. Not only is that horrible for your eyes, I'm going to throw that out there right now, screens, computer screens, iPads, have blue lights. Even if you wear blue light blocking glasses, which I have here at the office, or you put a lens over it, you're still reading a lit board every single day. Your eyes were not designed to read like that. They were not. Your eyes are designed to read on more of a flat surface, hence books, why they're so easy to read. You put on maybe a little pair of glasses if you have to have adjusted vision, and that's it. But they are not meant to stare at a light brightly seven, eight, nine hours every single day. It just was not healthy. They've already shown this now in people that have desk jobs that literally stare at screens all day long. They show that they have issues with concentration, headaches, memory, eyesight, eye fatigue. The list goes on. That's been researched now heavily. So why in the world are we pushing our young children that are in their developmental stages to be forced to read these screens all day long? 
Well, because it's easier to change the curriculums. It's easier to indoctrinate them, and it's easier to control what they can and can't read. All of a sudden, they go pick up a book from the 80s or 90s, and all of a sudden, it's a topic that basically the schools don't want them reading about. Well, it's very difficult. You have to physically take that book away from them if you don't want them to read it, or they keep it at home. Well, now with iPads, you get them trained that they have to read iPads all day. Then you train them that they have to play on YouTube all night when they get home or video games on their TV at home. They turn into little vidiots, and that's what's occurred now all across the country. You see a lot of places now, and I've said this before, and it's embarrassing to me. Back when restaurants were actually fully open, Lana and I, we saw it, we saw it all times. I'm, I'm very alert when I go into public places. And you'd go into restaurants, and there'd be tables of parents sitting there, and the parents would sit there and talk, and the kids would literally sit on an iPad the entire meal with their mouth open, basically drooling on themselves, watching a YouTube video while they're at the meal. Then they get in the car, they have to have their iPad. We have a real good couple of ours. They're, they're great friends. I've known them for years. But their daughter is addicted to her iPad. She, I watched her personally have a full-blown meltdown when her iPad battery ran out, when she was basically going to Daytona Beach with us. I mean, full meltdown. I mean, kicking and screaming at the top of her lungs because her iPad no longer worked. I was embarrassed. I was like, this is embarrassing. The children are this addicted to this dopamine now at such a young age. I remember years ago when I was down in uh, West Palm Beach with Lana. We went down there on vacation. I took Hunter. Hunter was young. He was probably less than a year old, but he was still sitting up when we were feeding him and everything. We were at a Marriott, and we went down to the restaurant downstairs. We got a table. You know, we got him a big booster seat, and we're sitting there feeding him. I think well, he's probably, yeah, about a year, year and a half, maybe a little bit older than a year. And so we're feeding him, and he's alert. And this other couple comes in. They sit down. They have, like, a two-, three-year-old girl at the table. And, I mean, he's just staring at her, big old grin on his face. And we're feeding him. He's just think he's, you know, the, the cat's meow over here, eating, making eyes at this girl. And then this other couple comes down, and they sit their son, probably similar age to Hunter, maybe slightly older. And he sits down at the table. And, of course, they immediately put an iPad right in front of his face. And so I'm watching all these interactions. I'm watching just different things unfold. And I'm sitting there watching about 10, 20 minutes into the meal, and the the table with the kid that was addicted to the iPad, he's literally sitting there holding an iPad, no plate in front of him, holding the iPad, staring at it, and his mom would say, okay, and he would turn his head slightly with his eyes still fixed on the iPad, but turn his head slightly just enough so his mouth would face his mom. She'd put a spoonful of food in his mouth, and his head would go right back to the iPad, and he'd chew his food would not even take his eyes off the iPad to take a bite of food. He was that addicted to it. Do you understand the training and the psychological damage that occurs when you allow a child to be that addicted to dopamine and that addicted to electronics at that young of an age? Hence why we see the generation we have now, where they really think that if they walk out in public, they have the right to vandalize, burn, loot, destroy, scream, yell, cuss, harass, accost, vandalize anything they want, and they pitch a temper tantrum if they don't get their way or somebody tells them they can't. This is what the communist agenda has promoted in the public school systems for the last 20 years now. And we're starting to see the side effects of it. So I encourage everybody, make sure you turn your Wi-Fi router off at night. 
turn the 5G off if it's on there. I know Internet's something that we all use now, and we rely on for the most part, especially for business. But turn it off at night. It's not healthy to bathe in it all night long. Secondly, don't allow your children to become idiots. If there's a movie or there's a VeggieTales or there's a good educational show that they want to watch, and they're cleaning the room or they're doing something like that, by all means, I'm not against I'm not saying movies can't be fun. They can't be used as a tool. But allowing your kids to sit there for six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day and play on an iPad or you go on a road trip, they have to constantly watch a movie. We don't even, I don't even have TVs in the headrest in Atlanta's truck. Don't have them. Don't have them. Kids don't even own an iPad. You know what they do when they go on a road trip? They take a handful of toys with them. Trucks, cars, baby dolls, all kinds of stuff. It's like Adam Raccoon, old books that we used to have. Was, every time he went somewhere in this book, he always had to bring this whole bag with him. And the kids do that. But I don't mind. I don't mind them having toys to use creative play and imagination while we're driving down the road. And they can observe different things, look out the window, play with their toys. Because that is how our bodies and our brains were designed to function. Last night after I got done working out, we were in the gym over at Dad's house. And Hunter wanted to – he's got all these building blocks. And I've watched him for the last couple of days because he's been coming to the gym with me. In the building blocks, he starts to kind of build a building, and it falls over. He tries to get it real tall. He didn't have the proper base. And I told him, you know, I said, Hunter, you need to build a proper base. Well, he's four, and eight, four years old, so he didn't quite understand what it meant. And I was working out. Dad got done working out. He goes, Hunter, listen, I'm going to show you how to build a real engineered brick house right now. We're going to build a tower. And he's like, really? And Dad sat there with him well after I got to work and I left to go eat dinner. They were still over there and built a really, really cool tower with a really structured base on it. And Hunter thought it was the coolest thing in the world to build a tower with Opa. Learn how to build towers with your kids, guys. Learn how to allow them to let them read books. Let them play with toys. Let them go outside and dig stuff up or play things or build with things. Heck, even break things sometimes. But please, one of the biggest things that we have to do right now is maintain an aware, awake, smart, and capable younger generation. Because I can do a lot. Dad can do a lot. You're, my listeners, you guys, you can do a lot. We can enforce so much change. We can elicit all these different things for the good. But what happens when we start getting older in the next decade? What happens when we're not here to continue pushing it? What happens when this younger generation that can't even tell time on a regular clock what happens when they start taking the flag and they start going forward? That is going to be the demise of this country if we don't keep raising little Americans, Dad. That's my stance on that. Uh, well, awesome. You know, and think about it. Is, think about it for a second, guys. What other show are you going to hear this from? I'm, I'm being just real straight now. What other show are you going to hear this from? I mean, who talks about this stuff? Who talks about personal development, spending time with children, building towers with kids and iPhones and iPad usages? Who talks about 5G like we do? I mean, that's why it's so important that you forward this show to people. I mean, yesterday I had one of our listeners and he asked me to pray for him and he said his favorite show was from, you know, like April of 2019. And I went back and listened to the show. And it was that show that I did that I talked about how you tie everything together with the 5G the interdimensional entities about my friend who had gone down to Costa Rica which we now know is Man Cow because he came on our show and he told us that he was the one who did that and basically went into an altered state I mean we went into a whole detail on this show and I sent it to a bunch of folks that I was basically texting back and forth with and I even listened to the show again from a year and a half ago 
And I thought, wow, I love being led by the Holy Spirit. I love talking about Jesus. I talked about the blood of Christ. I talked about everything on that show. It's probably one of the best shows I've ever done on the fractional universe. And here's the thing. you got to forward these shows. You've got to let us know that you're telling them and you're sending them to your friends. Well, my friends won't understand. You guys go too far out there. Well, they got to start somewhere, guys. All right? Maybe this, maybe today's show is the one that you need to send out to them. I don't know. But you need to be sending this to your entire email list. You need to be sending this to your entire Facebook list. You need to be sending it to your entire, you know, Instagram list or whatever you're on, Snapchat, whatever it is. You need to be sending these shows and these links. We, you know, we send you the links every single day via an email. So sign up for our email list. And our, our show's growing. We're getting bigger and bigger. We had another 10% growth. I just checked it, you know, last week. And it's just all these growth start adding up, start adding up, start adding up. But, guys, it's got to go faster because times are really, really short. Because they're coming in with this 5G thing really fast. Remember, 5G is going to be used to connect everything. Sometimes it's referred to as the Internet of Things. It will be used to trigger, you know, the insertion of DNA derived through vaccines through electroportation, which I mentioned just a few minutes ago, by opening the pores briefly into the body's cell membranes by using electrical charge. That's what they're going to do. 5G can do that. And also they can do it manually if they give you the shot or the vaccine or the quantum dots. The triggering of 5G results in changes to the body's DNA level without a person even knowing if they got changed. That means the person is then connected into the hive mind, into the Internet of Things. The 5G is the mechanism that can be actually be used to link the vaccine tattoo to the cloud. 5G technology is used among things as a directed energy weapon, a phased array weapon, and as crowd control, contract, contract tracing, and social distancing. Remember, our body's DNA is not what you think it is. It's a coiled helix that makes us an antenna to God. Now, I'm going to, get a little, going to go esoteric for just a second. It allows us to connect to God through the Holy Spirit because of the coiled helix. It's like a Tesla transformer coil. We are an antenna to God. It's what we are. God made us that way to commune with him. God's a giant omnipresent energy field that surrounds all of us all of the time. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's everything. And we're connected with him through our DNA. That's how we talk and commune with God. When you get your DNA changed, it is no longer compatible with God. Because remember, these entities have left God. They fell from heaven. They no longer can rely on his energy source to feed them. So they have to rely on sacrifice of infants and torture of humans to be fed. We're basically feeding these entities through these demonic people that live on this planet that continually promote abortions and human sacrifice and satanic rituals. Remember, part of our DNA is interdimensional. It goes into another quantum realm. And these other entities are in that quantum realm. And when we produce energy for them that they can consume, it's like a nourishment to them. It's like food. That's why the Bible says Satan runs about seeking those who may devour. But he cannot devour us as Christians because we're covered by the blood of Christ and our DNA is compatible with God and not them. That's what people need to understand. And now if you start changing your DNA, what happens if you take this mark of the beast, this DNA-changing vaccine, 
and your DNA is no longer compatible with God because you've chosen to take the mark of the beast. But the Bible says you cannot be saved. At that point, as far as I'm concerned, from a cellular standpoint and a, and a physics standpoint, God no, no longer recognizes you as a human. You become human 2.0. You become like the Nephilim. You become infused with alien DNA, with fallen angel DNA. Whatever the heck they're doing to you with the DNA. And that's what happened in Genesis chapter 6. I mean, God went through the whole planet trying to find people that had clean DNA, had clean seed, he called it. And Noah was found to have clean seed. And they allowed him to go on the ark and start the human race over again. But these fallen angels were there before and again after the ark. They started it all over again. And now they want to completely infuse their DNA or contaminated DNA into our genome via 5G technology and vaccines to allow us to no longer be compatible with God to bring us into the mark of the beast hive system. That's what they want. Into an AI system controlled by AI, who's the artificial intelligence, that connects into another dimension, D-Wave computer. Trump just put more hundreds of millions more dollars to do these quantum computers in now. Trump did this. Just It was in the news yesterday. And they're going to allow us to tie into a hive mind through the 5G network, the Internet of Things, controlled through the AI in a quantum matrix in an interdimensional interface with Lucifer himself to allow him to become omnipresent. That's how it's all going to tie together. That's the end goal here. You say, well, that sounds crazy. Well, it sounds crazy to me, too. I think these guys are a bunch of loons. So just because I tell you what their plan is doesn't mean I agree with their plan. I just know the technology is there, and they have the ability to do that. Remember, you can't separate the physical from the spiritual because of our DNA in another dimension. It doesn't work. This world, this other interdimensional entities that we have in, this, in our physical world, you know, they're real. And our life on this planet is real, but it's very, very short. Apparently, when we take a modified vaccine with DNA or RNA and it changes us, it compromises the infrastructure of our body and our own DNA. So we become like human 2.0. Now, what happened to us? We no longer reflect that we're made in the image of God. You know, we're no longer reflecting that we're God's creation. We're reflecting that we are the creation of the, the beast. Now, think about that for a second. How many times have you heard me say, if you're going to fall on the sword, you're going to do it over this vaccine. Guys, they have to make you take it voluntarily. They can't force it on you. They can't do it because they don't because of their lesser magic and white magic that I've talked about so many times on the show. They have to get your permission to do this to you. They want to beat you down, beat you down, beat you down, beat you down with what they're doing with social distancing. We're telling you that you have to wear a mask to force you into obedience until you're willing to accept it voluntarily. And then when you accept it voluntarily, they're not responsible for it on the other side. Because what happens is this. They believe on the other side of the veil. They believe that if they do stuff to you that you don't want to have done to them, they get that same stuff done to them on the other side of the veil. They call it karma. They say the karma is hell on their side. On the other side, if they get over there, if they've done something to you against your will, they're not allowed to do that. Somehow we've got cosmic rules here. Now, I haven't really figured that one out, but apparently there's cosmic rules that they're not allowed to violate. And if they break these cosmic rules on the other side, it gets really, really bad for them. So they don't break the rules. They constantly are telling you in your movies – Oh, by the way, here's what we're going to do to you. Let's watch Kingsman. We're going to put a frequency through the whole system and change everybody. How about that? How about we tell you what we're going to do in advance? How about we start talking to you about demonic entities and all the things that you see in these scary movies, all the stuff that's real, opening up the portals 
You see that in the Avengers, letting entities into the planet. Why don't we show them what we're doing, have them say, oh, that's really cool. Why don't we pave the way for them to accept this stuff? So they're saying, okay with it, okay with it. It's like, it's like I mentioned a hundred times to you guys. Vampire walks at the front door. They're not allowed to come in unless you invite them in. They want you to invite them in. They want you to bend over, take the shot, roll your sleeve up. That way, they're not responsible for what happens to you on the other side of the veil. They don't have to deal with their, quote, karma on the other side of the veil. So don't give them that permission. You know, well, they're going to haul us away and put us in a concentration camp. Well, they, they haul you away and put you in a concentration camp, but at least you haven't taken, you're not human 2.0. Yeah, and you could, and quite frankly, you can fight them if they decide to come to your house and do all that stuff. That's what I would do. I'm not going to let them do that. I'm not going to crime scene number two. I'm not taking the last train to Auschwitz. It ain't happening with me. Remember the monkeys had a song back in the 60s for you guys who actually are my age. Take the last train to Clarksville and had to deal with the Vietnam War and how you were going to Clarksville to basically go to the Vietnam War and you probably won't be coming back. Yeah, that's what the song was. Well, you're going to do the same thing. Take the last train to Auschwitz, you metaphorically, not to, not to belittle what happened at Auschwitz. It was horrible. Are we are we going to take the last train to the FEMA camp? Are we? Is that where we're going to go so they can continue to beat us down over there and to try to do more? Mind? You remember that movie that was done with Patrick Swayze uh, back in the 80s? I, I also remember the name of it for a second. And, the, and, the, and the, basically the Russians were invading the United States. And you what happened is they – Red Dawn, and they had them locked up inside of a concentration camp with fencing, all of the dissidents who didn't go along with the government, and they were playing movies and had loudspeakers going trying to reprogram their brain to try to break them down. Yeah, that's where that's going to go. Plus, there's no telling what else they're going to do to you there until you willingly accept what they tell you to accept. Well, how about if we just don't willingly accept it? How about if we stand firm with Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith? How about we realize that our life on this planet will determine what happens when we're in heaven. If we stand for God and we stand for Christ and we do what's right, God's going to bless us through all eternity for this. For all eternity. You say, well, they may kill us. Well, all right, you're going to die anyhow. You want to die with your boots on or you want to die on your knees look at a boot? What do you, how do you want to die? Which way do you want to go? And, that, and that's how I look at it. I mean, so if we're all going to check out anyhow, I mean, nobody gets out of here alive. That's how it works. You know, we all, you know, get to go to the next level. Now, I don't believe we're going to die for one second as a Christian. Okay? We go to another energy state, another field. We go to heaven, whatever that's going to be. I think we can only imagine what that will be like. But we all, we don't, unless Christ comes back and he redeems us and we don't die in our physical bodies, we never leave here alive. I mean, we don't, we don't, it doesn't happen like that. Not in the current state we're in. So, if you're going to check out anyhow, I'm 60, I'll be 65 in a few months. What difference does it matter whether you do it today or do it tomorrow in a FEMA camp licking a boot or taking a shot and being eternally damned if they give you the mark of the beast if you willingly accept it? What is it? Where do you want to go with this, guys? You got to start. And let me, let me tell you why I'm talking about this today because it's pretty heavy stuff to talk about. You've got to make that choice now. You have to make yeah. that choice now. It's, it's when, you, when, you, when, you, when you have a baby. You've got to make the decision before the baby is born whether you're going to allow that baby to get a hepatitis shot. You and your husband don't need to be sitting there arguing about the hepatitis shot when the baby's born. You've got to make these choices beforehand. You need to make the choices about whether you're going to immunize or not immunize before you get married. If you make the choices that what you're going to do when you're not under duress, 
when you have when you we can sit down there and calmly discuss it and do a cost benefit analysis of what you need to do and what not to do. Then when it comes time to make the decision, it's very easy. You're not arguing with yourself or arguing with somebody else. You need to make the choice now whether you're going to accept this vaccine. You need to make the choice now whether you're going to go to a concentration camp or Auschwitz. You need to make the choice now whether you're going to support a new world order. Because if you're not going to support it, that decision needs to be made now. You need to make a decision now whether you want to store food or store vitamins or store up something in case the supply chain continues to break down. Now's that time to make that choice, not when you run out of food. All these things need to be talked about and discussed with your family in advance, and you need to be planning for all of this. I'm just talking about a spirit of preparedness. Preparedness. Father, listen to me. Daddies, listen to me. It's your responsibility to feed your family. Well, that sounds like a male chauvinistic attitude. Whatever it is, I don't care. It's your responsibility. If you're an alpha male, you need to take care of your family. The other night, I heard somebody talking outside. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. I said, what the heck? I jumped up, grabbed the, grabbed the gun. I think it was, I grabbed the, grabbed the 45. said, okay, here we go. You know, who's walking around my house in the middle of the night? Apparently, the neighbors were over at the basketball court next door to us, and they were having a party or whatever it was, and I was able to isolate where the sound was coming from. And in the meantime, I'm shut, turning every light on the house. I'm, I'm got, I've got the whole the floodlights on because I got, I got like, I got cameras everywhere, you know. And all of a sudden, I saw everything was okay, so I shut the lights back off. And I went back to bed. Next morning, my girls, Savannah's here with me, my 17 year old, my wife. Nobody even knew I'd gotten up. They never even knew I got out of bed, and this all happened in the middle of the night. Now, if something was seriously going on, I'd have awakened everybody, but it wasn't. Men, that's what you're supposed to do. You've got to be prepared to protect your family. You can't let your girls get beat up or raped. You can't do that. You can't. You got to be prepared so that doesn't happen. Well, I'm pontificating. Also, go ahead. What's your next story, bud? Well said on that. Another incident that I saw in California, and this is just kind of getting everybody, I guess, conditioned. This is really troubling. This is really just now started to be released because everybody was fully quarantined. If you saw this in Ventura, California, back on the 17th, there was a property over there, basically a apartment complex called the Palms. And what well, this is interesting, everybody got a letter on July 17th, and it said, and I quote, so it said on here, it said, due to the recent COVID-19 virus outbreak at the Palms Building, the Ventura County Public Health Department has ordered mandatory COVID testing and quarantine for all residents at the 137 South Palm Street. Mandatory COVID-19 testing will be at the Palms community room on Friday, July 17th, between hours of 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. All residents must be tested for the COVID virus. After testing has been completed, all residents must quarantine in their unit until test results are received. 
effective immediately the Palms building has been placed on lockdown. Except for essential workers, no one will be able to enter or exit the building during the lockdown. Security personnel will be posted on all entrances of the building 24 hours, seven days a week. All resident card keys will be deactivated during this lockdown. Please be aware the Palms building is a non-smoking building and smoking will not be permitted in common areas and in the units. Now, apparently, everybody was tested. They relieved, basically lifted this full-blown quarantine on July 21st. So they were quarantined for four days. And here's the kicker. Out of the 78 residents in this apartment complex, 74 tested negative. Four of them were ordered, basically, to quarantine for 14 days. But they literally shut down an entire apartment complex, forced everyone to stay in their home, and apparently there were uh, apartment community leaders that would call each room every day and check on them and see if they needed any supplies, medication, food, so forth, while they were fully locked in their house, their apartment, for four days long. What in the world is going on with this right now? I mean, we said before, when we first heard about this, we didn't know to the extent of how aggressive this virus was. This was the next black plague coming out. But with the different numbers we've seen from CDC and so forth, it's minimal at best. And what's troubling to me is when I see the research being discussed and doctors coming out. And it's interesting, yesterday I had a... uh, a customer from Missouri, Rosa, real good customer, and she discussed the fact that one of her friend's husbands was in intensive care, intensive care out in Missouri. I mean, completely, I mean, like, and they said, you need to get preparations done. This is, he's, it, this is escalating. He's probably not going to recover from this. They had him on, like, some different medications. They had him on a ventilator. Well, it's a small hospital, and apparently the, our customer got involved with the man's wife. A bunch of people got involved, and they demanded that he have access to intravenous vitamin C. This, this just happened yesterday. And uh, I got the phone call yesterday. It happened a couple of days before that. And so they petitioned it, and the doctors came in, and they said, okay, we don't really do intravenous vitamin C. It's worth a shot. We don't really know anything about it. So they went to a compounding pharmacy locally. They got intravenous vitamin C. They brought it back. The nurses administered it. Within four days of vitamin C administration, this lady's husband, who is in intensive care on a ventilator, walked out of the hospital. Walked out of the hospital completely fine after three days of vitamin C intravenously. By the fourth day, they kept him there to basically monitor him, and he tested negative, and they released him. That is how effective vitamin C is to the cells and to viruses, but nobody wants to talk about it in mainstream media. Most doctors don't want to talk about it. Hospitals don't want to talk about it. Trump doesn't want to talk about it. Bobblehead Fauci definitely doesn't want to talk about it. Bill Gates most likely will never talk about it. Why? Because they want to push the fear in everybody's mind to make them believe they have to have a vaccine in order to stay healthy. Wake up, do your research. You can take oral vitamin C as well. You just can't take quite as high of doses. But the thing about it is, if you take it early on, your body has the vitamin C blood plasma levels to handle the situation. The issue is when you let it escalate to that point and you're on a ventilator, you have no choice but to go intravenous vitamin C. But I'm so glad that our customer, she's a big listener of us, big customer of us, listened and said, this is what you have to do. I've been listening to these shows. This is what they're talking about doing. And the man walked out of the hospital after four days. So again, I encourage everybody, all of our listeners, 
Again, as I say every day, please do your research and get this information out to people. People do not have to die from this virus that is happening right now. They don't have to. That's what's so troubling to me, is that we know what fixes it. We know what the body needs to fight off this virus, yet they want to suppress the information, restrict people from being able to get access to it. Why? They've incentivized the hospitals with tens of thousands of dollars per COVID patient via the $2.2 trillion CARES Act. They intentionally want people to get sick so the hospitals will be incentivized so they can keep running the numbers up and up and up. Remember, you can't lock down an entire population and try to force them to take a mandatory vaccine if everybody's healthy. The same thing goes with the stinking Pentagon vaccine contract with Pfizer now. $2 billion contract for 100 vaccines for a vaccine that hasn't even been approved. And the contract for 500 million more vaccines for $10 billion at the end of the vaccine run if the DOD needs more. Wake up, watch what's going on, and say no to tyrannical laws and rules that are trying to be forced upon you. I appreciate you guys. If you need anything... Please check out the website, potassium iodine or molecular iodine on sale, product of the week right now, over 10% off at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check that out and continue to speak the truth and get this information out there. We try to put the articles on the website. Please research them the best you can if you want to dig into them deeper. Send them to your friends, family. Wake people up because we have the information. We have the knowledge. We have to get it out there. Thank you guys for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always.